Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCrady, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCrady. Today's fresh episode on Ring the Bell of Real-Time Engagement with the Father is on the importance and the effectiveness of a free and liberated will. You get to make decisions and take full responsibility for what's going on inside your skin. It's going to make all the difference in how you move with Him and with yourself and with others and how we need this. Take a listen, share with others, subscribe to Tent Talk, go out and give us a five-star review, help us get the message out. The more people mention it and share it and review it, the more people we can reach. So thanks so much for being here on Ring the Bell podcast series here on Tent Talk. Love you all. I would venture to say, as I am ringing the bell in real-time engagement with the Father, that it comes down to the importance and the full liberation of our will. Whether it's the circulation of communications, maturing in our communications, willing to have mature conversations, crucial conversations, whether it's determining that I need to forgive uh, by the power of the cross Um, all of that which is in the past so that I can live as a debtor to all people, right? I owe everyone a debt of love where I'm at in my present and in the future. No matter what it involves, no matter what the point of obedience you're being called to today, I would say that in ringing the bell for real-time engagement, it all boils down to, will you live in the full liberation of your will? Will you decide to live as the free person that you are? So I want to share just a few thoughts from another book uh, by Deverne Fromke. It's called Unto Full Stature. So uh, the, the core elements of these four thoughts concerning the full liberation of the will uh, come out of that book, Unto Full Stature. But, but let me just share some of my thoughts um, um, within uh, the context of that, that no matter how much learning we do, no matter how much encouragement we receive, no matter how much fear we may be in, no matter how much anxiety literally swirls from the bottom of our feet to the top of our head, no matter what, if you and I do not ultimately and finally make a decision to go with God, to live as a deliberately free person based upon the absolute magnificent salvation that we have received, right, then what does it matter? Because we've been set free, as a matter of fact, we are the only free people on the face of the earth. So what a strategy of the enemy to get the only free people on the face of the earth to live as though they're still in bondage. That rather than doing what Galatians 5.1 says in 5.1a, the first part of the verse, which is stand in your freedom, we allow the second part of that verse to happen, which is we allow other things, 
Okay, it sounds like the other things do it, but I said we allow other things to put us back into yokes of slavery. You see, there are three yokes in the scripture. The yoke of sin, which if you're already born again, that yoke has been broken. There's the yoke of the son in Matthew 11, 28 through 30. You're invited to come and take on the yoke of the son. The oneness of the son to be yoked to them in such a way that you will live in ease and lightness, even in the midst of difficulty, even in the midst of, of amazing responsibilities that come to the sons of God uh, as we carry out the will of the Father. Yet there is an inner ease that Jesus says. He says, come on, take on my yoke. Learn of me. I will bring rest, refreshment, relief to your soul. See, the the body of Christ is running around to so many things to try to get um, help for the soul. But the yoke, the oneness with uh, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is the key to that. And um, But because... Those who have had the yoke of sin broken don't know to take on uh, the yoke of the sun or they refuse it. Then what happens is they get into the yoke of slavery that I just referred to in Galatians 5.1. So by default or by just absolute ignorance or willful disobedience, we put ourselves back into yokes of slavery. Listen to me carefully. You are not the victim of anyone ultimately. Yes, people can do things to us, or people can omit doing certain things. And these things certainly do influence us. But if we do not come to the striking reality, the metanoia, right, the striking conviction that, wait just a minute, Jesus has done everything necessary to cause me to live in the greatest depths of freedom unto him as is possible. You are are free if you are born again. And you now get to decide. You now get to decide who will be your master. You get to decide. Romans 6.16 says that it's whomever we choose to obey, we have made ourselves a slave to that. So you see, when God sets you free, he sets you free. And then he says, now look, I chose you freely. Now, now you've responded to salvation. I've set you free. Now, out of your freedom, now continue to come after me. Continue to pursue me. Right? And, and he, he causes us, right, by the power of the Spirit, as we choose to go, right? We choose to respond to him. We choose to obey we choose to pursue, right? Then he is free now to flourish within us. It's like, it's like your child could have tremendous uh, potential, but they're so unteachable. They won't let anyone coach them. All that potential just goes to waste. It's like if you have a very gifted person, but they're not faithful. What, what does their gift do for anyone? Well, nothing usually, because usually they think their gift is to serve them. They think their gift is to make them somebody. 
And then they only show up when they need to because they know everybody's clamoring for them. And so they become a little, you know, like a prima donna. And, and, and people are just so glad when they show up because they're so gifted. Now, my friends, I'll take faithfulness and consistency and steadfastness that is born out of deep practice in the spirit any day over gifting. Because if you don't show up consistently, your gift really doesn't benefit anyone. And our giftings are for others. They are not for us. Right? So this issue of the will, my friends, I cannot emphasize it enough. What private decisions you make affects everything. Your private, quiet decisions. And what keeps driving those decisions? If we're going to be in real-time engagement with the Father, let me tell you, you're going to realize that the depth of freedom He's given you will frighten you. At some point, you will realize, I am so unbelievably free that it almost scares me because I realize I may have lived a life so saturated in blame and fear and victimhood and all that I've just literally given away all my power. And sometimes we think that, you know, oh, that's just so weak and so pitiful. No, no, it's not. Because it just bold face tells God, hell no, I'm not going to do that. And it, and let me tell you that, that resistance, right? Remember, flesh is 100% weak to obey God, but 100% strong to resist him. And even in our most feigning, I've got the vapors. Oh, I just can't do anything. You know, uh, well, you're choosing to not do anything, right? The strength of it to just lay there and wallow. The strength of it to tell God, no, I think I'm so bad, you can't do anything with me. So listen to me carefully. When Holy Spirit is sifting and separating, preparing you to walk at new depths with the Father, He is going to reveal things to you you do not yet know. And the issue of the will comes back again and again and again. It's just like in... Um, you know, wherever we find that we are blaming others, we are living in deep depths of immaturity. Okay, so I, I, I want to share these these four thoughts with you. Because whether it's, you know, the way you communicate or you don't communicate, that's a decision. You may say, well, I'm afraid and I didn't know how to say that. Well, then just make the phone call, send the text, right? I mean, because at some point... We have to look at that, especially when it shows up in our communications, how immature we are. Now, again, that's not a point of condemnation. It's just a kind of a you are here button, right? It's like you go to the mall and you want to go to a particular store and where you entered in at the mall, you look at the map, it says you are here and you realize you're on the opposite side of the store you wanted to go to. But at least you know where you are, so now you know how to get to where you want to go, right? So this may be a you are here moment for you as you realize there is great immaturity, but you're on your way to maturity. If you're willing, if you are willing to make the decisions, the deliberate choices, right, that are going to be absolutely necessary because I don't care how much anointing, I don't care how much teaching you listen to, I don't care how much encouragement you get, the bottom line is is that when you are alone in your own skin, 
the decisions that you make are very, very uh, pivotal and key and make all the difference because God will not violate your will. I'm going to say it again. God will not violate your will. We have been set free as born-again people, and we get to choose this day. We get to choose in the heat of the moment. Now, I understand that there can be much study that goes on, because remember, studying for the test is not the same as taking the test. And many times, God is giving you the opportunity to, to press through situations, feelings, fears, anger, that have constantly swirled you about and guarded you, protected you, so that you don't ultimately have to take any responsibility, right? And he gives you the opportunity and says, now look, all of that is swirling about, but stay with me in the heat of the moment, make a new decision and keep walking. And that thing will break, my friends, that thing will break. You do not have to run to an altar the rest of your life and get someone else to lay hands on you for you to live free. You can lay hands on yourself at your house, right, in your own private world. And you will find that when you set your free will towards the power of Holy Spirit, my friends, you will find there is nothing that God cannot do and will not bring you through. But he will not violate your will. And if you continue to believe lies, if you continue to succumb to things, let's just be clear You are loved, but you did make that decision. So our immaturity, right, and whether that be by ignorance or willful disobedience, we still need to know, okay, this is where I'm at, and I need to make the decisions to move forward. So number one is to accept responsibility for everything that goes on inside your own skin. For the liberation of your will, Are you at a place that you are willing to accept responsibility for everything that goes on in your skin? See, all those things that I shared in the previous episode where you must start and move in small shifts and, you know, all of those things that I shared, well, all of that requires a decision to continue to stay, to enter in, to recognize things, to move in small shifts, to you know, collaborate, to have conversations, to take time with God. Every single one of those things requires an act of your will, not your willpower. Please don't try to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. That's not what we're talking about. It's your free will choosing to lean into the full power of Holy Spirit. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's go back now. Number one, are you at a place that you're ready to accept responsibility for everything that goes on in your skin. If you're living as a half person, half hearted, my friends, that's because if you look at it with Holy Spirit, look at it with him, let him show you is that you're going to find there are a series of choices that have been going on where you've consented to live as a half hearted person. Nobody else is doing that to you. Ultimately, my friends, we are not a victim of other people. We might have once been a victim, but my friends, listen to me carefully. You're a full-grown adult now. You may decide to stay in situations that are toxic, difficult, okay, because you say it's too risky. I can't can't get out of it. Okay. Okay. You need to look at why can't you get out of it. 
And if you decide, well, because I don't believe that's what God's letting me do, okay, then you've made a decision. And if God is telling you to stay, if you say that God is telling you to stay, I guarantee you he's not calling you to stay and submit to somebody else's flesh. I can guarantee you that he's not calling you to stay and live toxic and say it's some form of Christianity. I can guarantee you that. So if he's telling you to stay and you're willing to obey and stay, are you willing to stay and live in the light? Are you willing to stay and speak the truth? Are you willing to stay and be obedient to him, right? Because you're not staying and then just submitting and submitting, say, to spousal abuse or to, um, you know, something else uh, of a toxic nature. Do you understand what I'm saying? But if God says to you, you do not have to remain in this, and you say, yeah, but I'm afraid to leave. One time I had to say to somebody, yeah, it's not that you love your husband. That's not why you stay and you love the money. You love the security, right? And that person had to face that they liked the prestige and the money and everything that went with staying with the spouse, even though the spouse was abusive. And I said, okay, I get it. I'm glad we've gotten to this point. I'm glad the light has been able to come in and that you can see this is really the motivation of what you're in. You're staying for the children. Okay. All right. So as long as we're clear on that, right, let's don't say that it's because we can't move or can't leave or can't adjust our circumstances, but we have chosen to remain in this because we love the money and the security or whatever the case may be. So, you see, when Holy Spirit begins to, he takes you down into the core of truth. And as one who's had to face that many, many, many times, getting down to the core of what is motivating the majority of our decisions, we may say it's because we can't, or we're afraid, or what would they say, or how would that look, you know, all of that. Let's just be clear on that. So that we don't live telling ourselves that somehow we're a victim of other people. No, we've made clear, clear and present decisions, right? Because we're a free people. So number one is uh, to, to live in the full liberation of our will and begin to live as the free people that we are. Number one, we have to accept responsibility for everything that goes on in our skin. So if you're blaming others, now again, what you're blaming them for may be factual information, meaning they are abusive, they are critical, they are controlling. Those are facts. But if you say, therefore, I have to do this or that, then now you're putting your decision upon the other person. No, they're responsible for what they are deciding to do. And therefore, you are responsible for what you are deciding to do. And I want you to give thought to that. So number one, accept responsibility for everything that goes on in your skin. Don't continue to take responsibility for other people's actions. That's theirs. You are to take responsibility for yours. And I'm talking about doing this with deeply with Holy Spirit so that we don't pitch off into shame and condemnation and cycle back into to old patterns. But if you stay with Holy Spirit, I promise you, you will not go back. You will go deep and forward, and you will move in real-time engagement with the Father. And I am ringing that bell today. Number two, you must discover the importance of the will and its place and effectiveness by God's design. Now, 
The scripture says in Galatians 5, 16 and 17 that the desires of the spirit are 100% antagonistic to the desires of the flesh. And the flesh is 100% opposed to the Holy Spirit. Now, my friends, it's very important to understand that when you received your new nature in the new birth, when you became born again, within the new nature, the nature that God gave you that you inherited from Jesus Christ, in your spirit man, a new nature you have. It is their nature, the divine nature, it says in Second Peter um, 1.4. You are a partaker and share in the divine nature. Inside that nature came the desires of the Spirit. You already will and want and desire by nature that which is of God. He gave that to you in the new birth. Now the importance is is that now the will that is in the soul that this ability for you to reach out and now decide, you must decide, and my encouragement, of course, to you is to make your decisions based upon that which is true of your nature. You don't have to come up with the want, right? You don't have to make yourself desire the things of God. That came within your new nature. Now, will you begin to set your will towards that which is your true desire, Rather than thinking and identifying with flesh and thinking that is you, right? And I know I should go with God, but I just want to slap this person. Really? Really? What you're identifying with is that I'd really like to slap this person and give them a piece of my mind, but I know that I should be a nice Christian on that. Okay, my friends, that's not our freedom. Our freedom is, is I can feel flesh giving me the option to, you know, have a fit, um, backstab people, gossip, uh, you know, all, all of these options. But I know my real nature is to go with God, and that's what I really want. So let me make a decision to go with what I really want rather than thinking the real me is this flesh thing happening and trying to suppress the real me because I know I should go with God. That's not freedom, my friends, right? That is convoluted religious junk. The importance of your will, its place and effectiveness in God's design, is that he, you, he put his life and his new nature in his mind, everything inside your spirit man. And he says, now I've made you free. Now choose to go in your freedom choose to live according to who you are. And when you choose Holy Spirit, right, this is number three, to understand the importance of the full liberation of will so that you can cooperate with Holy Spirit, right? Everything about being free now is that you get to decide. So choose to go with Holy Spirit. Lean into Him. He is the full provision of the Godhead to you. He is God. Holy Spirit is the third person of the Godhead, and he's been sent by Father and Son to live inside of you, to partner with you, to enable you, to completely animate you as you really are, who you really are, the same way he did for Jesus. And by his power and your decision, right, your will set towards his power then you live in that, and he literally enables you to live out the decisions you make, but Holy Spirit waits for your decision. And this is where, as the sons of God, we must be educated. We must be in the school of Christ, discipled, learning, growing, right, so that we begin to understand 
that we, number one, must accept responsibility for our life in our responsiveness to God. Number two, that we discover the importance of the will, its place and effectiveness, and that we are free and we uh, get to choose and we need to choose and we need to make that the regular habit because I would submit to you, you don't have a withered hand, my friends, you have a withered will. It's been highly executed towards the flesh, but it doesn't have a lot of exercise towards the spirit. So it may feel very weak in the beginning, but the more that you exercise your will towards the spirit and you sow to the spirit and not the flesh, you will reap from the spirit. It will happen. God will not be mocked. The one who continues to sow and choose and move and respond towards Holy Spirit, I guarantee you this, it's going to begin to show up. The fruits of that decision to sow to the Spirit, my friends, is going to show up. Uh, And this is where we begin to live in a relaxed will, not a tense will. We're not all, you know, tightened up and and trying to self-harness, and trying to fix everything. No, I'm setting my will towards Holy Spirit. He then empowers me to live, and I learn that daily. I learn how to move with God in real-time engagement, and there is a deep relaxation and, and relief and rest within in the soul because I, as a free person, am placing myself under the Spirit in the Spirit, staying with Him in real-time engagement in the reality of our everyday life. And then the fourth one is, then we learn to live in the will daily, reaffirming choices of our will that have already been made. My friends, now, you are a free person if you're born again. Hmm? And you get to decide. What will you decide today? Are you not, let me, let me say it this way, that you continually reaffirm the decision that you've already made to go with him. So when new emotions, new information, uh, new episodes of strife or chaos come up, reaffirm the decision is, I'm going to go with you, Father. I may not fully understand everything, but I'm going to stay with you. What happens is, is we make big declarations and big decisions, and then when all the stuff starts to go wild again, we relax our grip, we we think we've woken up in a new world, and, um, you know, I just don't think this is working, and uh, then we just fall backwards. Okay, what do you mean, I don't think this is working? My friends, you are the one who's making it. It's not it. You get to decide. Father, I'm going to stay with you. You don't have to do that in a big hyped up way. The quiet decision within yourself, the quiet power of your ability to make a decision in the hidden place of the will is so very important. Whenever I get to the end of Cross Encounter, because I know how important this is, the last session kind of hinges on the power of a settled will. Is Jesus all throughout his life, so you've got to let Jesus be real if you're going to be real. Is he made decisions all along the way? And I think maybe tomorrow, in the next episode, tomorrow's episode, it's our last Ring the Bell episode. 
I think I may just talk about the power of choosing and, and really document how Jesus chose. You see, we're living as Christ. And the, the power of making your own decision is I'm not the victim of any person today. Just recently in fresh learning, I came back to the place to realize old, I had like a flurry. You know what, when they call snow flurries, you know, I call them flesh flurries, is um, the opportunity to be offended and hurt. And I could feel like old things wanting to just come back and wrap themselves around me. And and I was going to nurse that offense. And, and it was like, Within just a few minutes, I was like, hold up just a minute. I am not going backwards. Oh, no, I am not. I make the decision that I don't even have to be offended that someone else is still stuck in their pattern of whatever they were doing. Wait just a minute. Does that even have anything to do with me? Does that affect my value? No, no person sets my value for me. God sets my value, and that has not changed. Is anything that person's saying true? Well, there might be some truth to it, but that doesn't change my value as to who I am as a person. And if there's truth to it, then I can address that out of my freedom and and move on. Now, if they are attempting to control me by that or whatever's going on in them, that's not for me to analyze. I don't want to spend another minute trying to figure out what's going on inside that person. See, that's an old pattern for me. Maybe that's an old pattern for you. I'm always trying to figure out why do they do these things? Why do they act that way? I don't know. I'm not spending my life trying to figure out why everybody acts like they do. I have responsibility to be responsible for the actions I'm about to take. You know, sometimes I jokingly tell people, I'm telling you what, this is like a full-time job, living as a disciple. I mean, this, it, because the, the continual uh, truth and circulation of life within you, right? This isn't, oh, I learned this 10 years ago and I just keep reapplying it. No, the will. I'm reaffirming decisions that I've made. I'm making new decisions in the heat of the moment based on what God's been talking to me about. Right? What are you doing with all the learning that you're getting? Let's just say that you have listened to Ring the Bell all the way up to today, 21.0. Come on. What you doing with all that? What's really changed? What decisions have you made? Are you in real-time engagement with the Father? Are you um, recognizing is, you know, that, that the learning that we're in is supposed to have a deep effect on the lifestyle that we live. Learning that becomes a lifestyle. And whose style of life is it? It's his. It's God's. Because that has always been plan A. That we would share in his life, be an open expression of his life, and be an extension of his authority. And when we live his way of life, especially in the liberation of our will, we take authority over what goes on inside of us. We accept responsibility, and therefore we begin to operate in real authority within our own hidden private life. And then I promise you this, you're going to be able to more and more begin to walk as a person of authority, where you can become a big open door for God to move in history right now, just in your corner of the market, 
in what you may consider to be your little small world. Well, okay then. God's looking for where he can begin to move. And and the kingdom comes, my friends. His rule and reign comes when it's happening inside of us. Is he ruling in me? Oh, the glory of that. Oh, the oh, the absolute delight of being ruled by him. Out of my freedom, I choose that. Rather than being ruled and tormented by tormentors and people and situations and circumstances, you don't have to live, my friends, in bondage any longer. You are a free person and your will has been set free. Now in your freedom, exercise your will and begin to make the decisions. When everything falls on you and you think, oh, I just don't have any choice in this. I No, no, no. No, no. Let Holy Spirit say, wait just a minute. Wait just a minute. We set you free. In this moment, you have total freedom to make a new decision. Begin to execute your will towards Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, teach me right now. Show me right now. Do for me, Holy Spirit, what you were sent to do by the Father as I freely choose you. I set my will towards you. So I believe this is enough for today. I want you to think about this, my friends, the liberation of your will that you might choose to live in the deepest uh, depths of cooperation and partnership with Holy Spirit as he enables you to live your life with the Father the same way he did Jesus. So there you have it for today. Looking forward to 22.0 tomorrow as we close out the Ring the Bell series, I look forward and pray that it is shooting you out into October and November and into um, real-time engagement with the Father, more focused, more ready to go, because I believe these months ahead are about to be wild in the most wonderful, glorious way. But there will be trouble, my friends, but God is getting us ready for every single bit of it as we allow him in private today to get us ready. Now, I guarantee you this, the winds may blow, but you are going to be standing. You are going to be moving. You are going to live as the only free people on the face of the earth. I love you all. Until next time. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccrady.com or follow her on social media at nbmccrady.com.